When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, listen, uh, I'm happy to to be and to have been able to put this team in an opportunity to kind of set up the rest of our season. You know, but when Zach gets healthy, um, I'm excited for him to get out there and let it fly a little bit. So anytime you get a chance to play in this league, you're grateful for the opportunity. And I just want to continue to go out there and play the best I can and continue to put ourselves, you know, our team in a chance to, to win some football games. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you. Hour two here on 98.7 ESPN. Having the conversation, Joe Flacco taking this team to one in one I think they've got a great chance to be 2 and one because the Bengals just look god-awful so far this season. What does that mean as they enter week four? Does this team go back to Zach Wilson? Uh, let's bring in Mike Westhoff. As, of course, people know, one of my favorite humans on the planet. Mike, how you doing? Oh, Anita, I'm doing fine. You're down here. You know, hoping we keep the hurricane a little bit away from us, but it's we're not 100 sure that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so before we start talking about the Jets, if you can clue us in, because I, I got a text message from my mom this morning saying that they're contemplating rescheduling the Dolphin Bills game tomorrow because the hurricane. When do you know ETA? When is when is the hurricane supposed to hit South Florida? I would be shocked if they would do that. It's not supposed to. It's targeted right now to come up the West Coast toward us. And I was also the latest one I saw had it going a little bit out toward Tampa. I'm rooting for that. But uh, it would be a shock if it would get over there to Miami. That would be very unusual. And we're scheduled over here in Fort Myers for Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. So I think tomorrow would be fine for the game. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Mama Mimi seems to be somewhat of a drama queen. I, I know that. So, um, so I appreciate that update, my friend. Thank you so much. Um, with that being said, you know, we're sitting here and, and, uh, you know, I, I, I know you're a fan of the team, obviously, since uh, you, you were part of the organization for so long. Um, unfortunate series of events that took place that Zach Wilson could not start the season. It's been Joe Flacco granted they're one in one. Um, but Joe Flacco actually looked quite good against this Ravens team, um, although they did lose 24-9, to engineered a comeback win against the Cleveland Browns, now heading into a game against Cincinnati, and Cincinnati just looks god-awful. There's a chance that this team could be 2-1, and one, and a big reason is because of Joe Flacco. Your thoughts on his play so far this season? I've been impressed. I think he's – you know, there's things – I was at their practice last Friday, and there's things that I noticed – um, he, he's obviously very bright. He knows where he wants to go with the ball. And you can see it. You know, he's got his reads and his progressions are very, very good. I think at his age, his arm strength, it's good. It's not great. It's just not. Um, but it's good. It's good enough. So I think there's a real strategic aspect involved in making sure you're calling the right play, giving him an opportunity. Now, he's got some talent at that wide receiver core. He's a few of those guys can really run. They're impressive. So that's kind of fun to watch that. 
I'm hoping that they get their running game a little bit more going. It's, it's not terrible, but I'd like to see it. I think if that improves, then I really like how, how Joe will fit in the mix of it. So you have to be pretty pleased with what he's done so far. I think it's it was a good move to, to insert him in that position. Um, again, Mike Westhoff joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. With that being said, um, Robert Sala came out and said that the earliest that we will see Zach Wilson is week four. But then that's that's going on the road, taking on a Steelers team. Granted, no T.J. Watt. Their defense obviously is, 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 is much different without him on the football field. But nonetheless, let's just say hypothetically speaking, Joe Flacco comes out and has another solid excuse me, another solid game, whether they win or lose. Let's say he passes for 250 to 300 touchdown, two touchdowns, and he, and he walks away with another good QB rating. Um, do you immediately go back to Zach Wilson in that Steelers game week four? What, what, do you, what, what would you recommend the, the Jets do, Mike? I do not, absolutely. I absolutely do not. I would give Wilson another a chance to get back, get, let him get back in practice, let him start practicing at the proper tempo, that you need to do, get them throwing, have a couple of periods for them where you put a little pressure on, you make it a little bit tougher. But I would go with Flacco against the Steelers. The Steelers can't stop the run. I, I, I could get a, a team for my development that I live in here. We could run against the Steelers for crying out loud. I think mm-hmm. they can't stop the run. I'd run the ball up and down the field. I'd go in there with Flacco, and I believe you can beat that football team. Give, give Wilson, give him a chance. Give him a chance to get back 100%. I, I wouldn't run away from Flacco too soon. I would not do that. Um, I'm I'm with you, and uh, and you know I'm I'm sure that there's some some Jets fans out there that either agree with us or like what are you talking about? Like you know we we still don't know, right? We still don't know the ceiling for Zach Wilson. Here's another thing I'm I'm concerned about. Such a big part of his game, Mike, is his mobility, and now he's got a compromised knee. Right, yes. like PCL last year, yes. and now you and I have been you and I have been been covering the NFL for for quite a while. You know, I've had seven knee surgeries, three ACL, four meniscus. You know, and 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 they shaved the his meniscus. They didn't suture it up. So and and apparently it was a very small tear, which is great, right? Like like you know that that is a positive for him. But now he's got a compromised knee, which is a huge concern for me. You know, based on on again, it's been a small sample size. I get it. But based on what you've seen uh, from Zach Wilson, what, what, what are your expectations? What do you think his ceiling is? What are your concerns about him? Give us your thoughts. You're not, you're not going to see the same guy mobility-wise. It's not going to happen. He's, it's not going to be there. It's going to take him time. That's why my point is let's gradually bring him along to get him back in it and get him going. Don't have to throw him into this mix. I don't think it's necessary. It takes a little time. These things are, are time. You're right. His movement is a big part of it. Let's find out through practice how much movement he really has. I don't, He doesn't know right now. He does not know until he gets out there with the pads on in an NFL practice with everybody can fly. There's no one in that leg that can't run. <laughs> That's the difference between the game they play on Sunday and the one they play on Saturday. Everybody on the game on Sunday can fly. So we, let's find out where he is. Give them some time and then go. And if the fans don't agree with you and I, they should go back to when you and I had the show. We were pretty accurate, too. <laughs> <laughs> we were. So for folks that are just listening, um, hopefully yeah. you do tune in every Sunday to New York Game Day. That show was launched with Mike Westhoff. 
and I. And so I uh, and so we, we had it. We had a ton of fun on that show. And I, and I do. I, I miss you dearly, my friend. Um, you know, uh, in, we in had looking, a great in, show. I loved it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, in, in, in looking at this at this Jets team, you know, uh, out, outside of Joe Flacco in the quarterback position, I just want to look big picture here. Right. Um, I, I do. I do like borderline love what they've done in the draft the last two years. Now, outside of Zach Wilson, again, jury's still out for me on him. Uh, that's not the route I would have gone. I told yeah. you I would have taken Kyle Pitts and I would have taken Mac Jones a little bit later on. That's what I would have done. Okay, but I don't get the I don't get paid the big bucks like Jody does. So my my opinion really doesn't matter much. But nonetheless, outside of Zach Wilson, like I love Elijah Vera Tucker. Uh, the fact I thought Garrett Wilson was the best wide receiver in this draft. You know, there, there there are Jets fans who call into the show and like, you know, how much how much longer is Joe D, you know, going to have, you know, based on on his draft picks. I want to see how these develop. Like, like I'm fine with the organization giving Joe D another two to three years to see how the, the last two draft classes really pan out. Uh, agree or disagree? What, what are your thoughts about the makeup of this team, Mike? I, I, I like it. I saw that when I went to training camp early. I think they're heading the right direction. Don't forget, though, one thing that, that, that is very much in his favor, Anita, you know, when you're drafting where he was drafting, unfortunately, you know, your choices, you've got a lot of choices when you're picking that high, unfortunately. And I, but I think he did a very solid job in it. I agree with you. The quarterback situation is the one that the jury's still out. I very much agree. But I think when you look at what they've done in the past couple of years, it's very, very, very competitive. But in a lot of ways, it kind of should be because, you know, when you're picking that high, you should be okay with it. But I think they've done a nice job, and they're headed in the right direction. I would hate to see something stupid and just reverse this whole course. I want to give this a chance to really run. It's, you know, they could have easily lost that game last week. They could have. But all of a sudden, you know, they, they ran a fake punt. That, had a big, that was a big play. They, it was a big play in the game. Gave them a chance, and the, they threw the ball. They controlled the clock. They did the right. They did a smart thing. They did a nice job, and then it gave them a chance at the end when the young man missed the PAT, and they recovered the onside kick. Of course, the other team should know that they can run up and smash the ball out of bounds. And the guy tried to recover it, and the Jets got it. So that was very misplayed by by Cleveland. They didn't really look like they didn't know how to do that one. But the Jets took a little tiny bit of an opportunity and won the game. Let's go, let's see if we can move forward. Let's see if we can. And I, it's be interesting to see. I want to give them every chance, but I'm going to root for them. Yeah, of course. I, I'm, I'm all, <laughs> contrary to what people think. I'm, I'm always, I'm always rooting for the Jets. I'm always rooting for the Giants. That's for sure. Um, in, in looking at the Cincinnati, and this is why I think they do have a shot. And looking at the Cincinnati team, you know, they lose to the Steelers 23-20. They lose to the Cowboys 2017. It's close, but their offensive line is just god awful. Um, and uh, right, right. I, I mean, Joe Burrow has no time out there. I wouldn't be surprised if he's the most sacked quarterback in the NFL so far this season. And he's off. He looks off as well. The well, defense doesn't look You right. could probably make an argument over the, over the last two years, Anita. Take, take this year and throw in last year, and I'll bet you he's the most sacked quarterback in the league. Yeah, I, I haven't I would, done I it. I would surprised. know if we were working together. I'd have, I'd have that stuff, but I believe that would be correct. I agree with you. You want to win the game? That pass rush of the New York Jets can win the football game. They can win it if they can get to this guy and destroy him, and I think they've got a chance to do that. That can win this game. 
I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Um, I, I'm sure you heard Robert Sala's comments last week that he's quote unquote um, keeping receipts and he's going to shove them down people's throat. No, sure. You know me. You know me. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very opinionated. I'm sure he's got quite a few receipts out on me, especially since I, I question uh, their selection of Zach Wilson. But just you know, let, let us live vicariously through you. Let's say you're on the coaching staff for Robert Sala. And you hear that he said this. I mean, it was it really was really blown up here in New York. There were a lot of Jets fans that were disappointed that he said it. Now you're in a meeting with Robert. What do you say to him? You know, you being a veteran guy, you've been coaching the league for a long time, Mike. What do you say? You say, Robert, you really shouldn't have said that. Or do you say? Good, good question. I would never do it in a meeting. I would do it privately. And I would revert back to my experience with Don Shula. And I said, coach, just, just keep something in mind. It's not necessary. Don't venture out onto that limb. Don Shula was as tough and critical and hard as anybody could be, but he never ventured out into that limb. You don't need it. Stay off of it. Stay off that limb. I would ask him, if any coach, you know, I end up having a similar conversation with Rex, because sometimes he want, he'd like to get out there once in a while too. But some of the things that Rex did, sometimes was so kind of crazy. Rex sometimes did these things on purpose to take it to kind of deflect away from the team and back to him. People don't know that, but I promise you he did some of that. And so it's a little different. I was disappointed that, 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 that Robert Sala did that. And, and I would have tried to just caution him, you know, being around a long time. You know, he was probably coaching in high school or something when I started or playing in high school. But, you know, I would take it from my experience with such really, really good at coaches don't venture into that. Just be careful, you know, that time. But sometimes that's something you have to do privately. And I, I understand he's fighting back. You know, it's just, I, I let it go. It just blew right by me. And uh, please don't do it again. I hope you don't do it again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before I let you go, um, I do want to talk about your book before we let you go as well. But I want to get your thoughts on the Giants, right? Because this is a Giants team. Now they're 2-0, sure. and Right. Uh, Daniel Jones, he was really the big talk coming into um, this season. And you know, look, he's not making a highlight reel, right? Like he's not passing the ball 300 yards and, 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 and tossing three, five touchdowns a game. So there's no like, but he has single-handedly with his legs helped move the chains to either set up better field position for a field goal to win a game or to move the chains where now they can take a knee and ride out the clock and win. And to me, I know it's a short sample size, but to me he has proven that he can help this organization win. I think they should offer him an extension. I think they should start working on that extension now because keep in mind they did not pick up his fifth-year option. Curious to get your thoughts. A, have you watched the Giants games this season? And do you have an opinion in regard to what you've seen from Daniel Jones? Yes, I have. I'll tell you why. First of all, I think the biggest improvement, in my opinion, the thing I see the biggest change, He's got, a, he's got a good guy coaching him now. Brian, Day, Brian Dable knows how to do this. He's a good mm -hmm. coach. I tease him all the time when I, when I saw him that I gave him, me, Mike Westall, I gave him his first coordinator's job. I'll tell you how. He was, he was like a coach's assistant on Eric Mangini when he was with us. He wasn't a full-time assistant. He was like a coach's assistant. And during the end of training camp, we had these big scrimmages. We would divide the team up. And actually, it was pretty good. But like Eric, we did everything too much. And we would have a real game. We would play, you know, situations. I was the head coach for one team, 
and Jimmy Ray was the head coach for the other. And him not being my favorite person, no disrespect, but that's so I'd rather be them sometime than go to heaven. And so we were allowed, I was allowed to pick my staff. And I picked Brian Dable as my coordinator. Now, Eric Mangini went, Mike, no, he said, you know, he's not, he's not even a full-time assistant. I said, I don't care. I really like this kid. And I gave him the job, and we won every single time. I never lost. And I think he is a very good coach. He'll, he'll get it done. I like him. So I'm really rooting for him, and I, I know him from that regard. And, and we won. We won all those little scrimmages, and they, they were it's a big deal. It was a big deal for me because, you know, I, I just like to beat everybody. But I really like him, so he's got a good guy there. And Saquon Barkley is running the ball. So I, am, I think the Giants uh, can be dealt with. I, and, and, and I believe in that conference, you know, you've got Philadelphia, I think has really made a strong move. But I think the Giants are headed very, very much in the right direction. Well, I love that story, Mike. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I'm sure, I'm sure Giants fans, I'm sure Giants fans enjoyed that as well. Before we let you go, let the folks know about your new book. Uh, it's it's absolutely fantastic. Um, it's such a great read. If you're if you're a football historian, you'll love Mike's book. Mike, why don't you let the folks know exactly how they get a hold of it? I'm I'm, I'm very I'm extremely proud of it. It took me two and a half years. The book's called Figure It Out. Uh, you can get it on Amazon. Just go in, punch in, figure it out. They'll deliver it to your house in a day. Um, it's not just a, it's not just an X and O book. It's absolutely not. It covers a lot of things. And plus you're not only hearing me talk about a lot of this, but you're hearing, you know, Leon Washington or Zach Thomas or Taysom Hill or, or Sean Payton, you know, all of these guys. And it's stories that I picked up and things that I did and took a part of the national football league to where it had never been in the kicking game. And it'll never get back there again because of the rule changes. And I couldn't be more proud of what we did and what it actually meant. And I think, I think, I think anyone will enjoy it. It's a good story. I'm extremely proud of it. Figure it out. Uh, thank you for giving me a chance to, to say something because I, 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 I couldn't be more proud of what we, and you're in it. Marie, you're quoted all over. You did a great job. You did it. It came out great. It's the way you put it. So, and, and you know me, I would not edit one word that you said or anyone else said. So you did a good job. Thank you. I appreciate you, my friend. Um, thank you so much for spending time with us this afternoon. Always a pleasure when you're on, Mike. Thank you. No, okay, good luck. Go get him. <laughs> you got it. Mike Westoff joining us here on 90.7 ESPN. Quick break. We come back. Ira, you'll be first up. You want to chime in. Uh, a lot to digest. I, like, I always like to say a lot to digest, a lot to unpack. Uh, we've got Harvey and Joe who are producing the show today. Joe's a, a Jets fan. I don't think he's pretty thrilled with the conversation I just had with Mike Westoff pertaining to Zach Wilson. So we'll dive into that as well, uh, and we'll take your calls. Anita Marks here, 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now, being compared to Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, remember, that's not that's high praise, but it shouldn't be that far off because, you know, last year, Jamar Chase around this time was being compared to Justin Jefferson and he exceeded the expectations. Now, let's see if he can take the next step. And the next step is, can he perform when he becomes the center of attention for opposing defenses? Talking about uh, Garrett Wilson, Bart Scott is. We'll see what happens there. By the way, uh, the Jets getting six. Tomorrow at home, I kind of like that. Not my favorite play, but uh, but definitely intriguing. That's for sure. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Ira. Ira, welcome in. Nina, how are you? What's happening? Great. So hopefully, hopefully tomorrow morning when you do your show, I'll call you about the game. I, I do agree with you. I think it's a winnable game for the Jets. Uh, I think Mike, uh, he kind of uh, spelled it out the way it is. If they get pressure, I think they have a real good shot. But, you know, getting to the quarterback conversation, and I tell you, I've taken so much abuse from the hosts on, on ESPN about just it seems like you, you me, and Coach Westhoff are the only three people in the world that agree that Flacco gives them a better chance to win right now. And, who, and, and who, Mike, who, a, who, who doesn't? Who doesn't on this station? Who, who well, says that who, who on this station says that Zach Wilson gives the Jets a better chance of winning? Who says that? It, it, it's not that. It's that they want to see him because he's the future, and then winning with Flacco is like a waste of time. And okay, you know, that's, okay, but but Michael Ira, that's different. That's different than saying like, I understand that. I understand that 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 reasoning. I understand that view. You know, but you know, I, I'm saying Joe Flacco gives his team a better chance of winning. A hundred percent, and I agree. Yeah. And, and and the bottom the bottom line here is there's 52 other players in the locker room. And all of a sudden, if you're two and two or three and one, and the offense is doing well, you know you can't. You have credibility with the other players in the locker room. How are you going to turn to a to a player and say, "Okay, Garrett Wilson, all right, go out and make the same plays with Zach Wilson, who's not as as accurate as Joe Flacco is?" And Wilson will get his shot. I mean, at some point this year, they're going to turn the reins back over to him, and they should because you want to know what you have with him. But for now, I'm riding this out with Flacco. <clears throat> if they win these next couple of games. You know what? I'm all good. It's fine by me. And and Coach Coach Mike is 100% right. Zach's, Zach's mobility, you know I've had knee problems. You had knee problems. We both played ball. You start losing things. And his mobility is never going to be the same this year. He may be right next year, but right now it's in his head. 
And who knows physically? I'm not a doctor, but he's not going to be cutting and running around the way he did before he hurt his knee. So what's the point of rushing this kid back? You're winning. You, you got other players that are producing because you're quarterback. You ride it out and you start losing games. And once that happens, hopefully Zach's healthy, and that's when you make the change. Love it. Solid call, Ira. Appreciate it. Quick break. We come back. Cynthia Freeland's going to join us next here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, we'll get her take on the Jets, the Giants, all things NFL. Uh, but I want to continue with this conversation. Richard, Greg, Mitch, please hang tight. I promise uh, we'll get to your calls right after Cynthia Freeland. Okay. And Joe, I, I know you want to chime in in regard to our conversation with uh, Joe Flacco and, uh, and, and Zach Wilson. And so we're going to do that as well. So hang tight. Uh, still a lot more coming your way this hour. Anita Marks with you, 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. That music only means one thing. Cynthia Freeling joining us now on 98.7 ESPN. You see her all over the NFL Network. She's a rock star, and we have her every Saturday afternoon at 1.30. So great. Cynthia, welcome in. How you doing? I, I'm a little, like, disturbed. I accidentally watched that entire Dahmer series. <laughs> I watched oh, – wait – I watched the first episode last night, and then and then I have a gambling show here uh, on Friday nights from ten to midnight, and so I had to stop. But I'm gonna pick it back it, up later on tonight. Like I watched like, the first episode. It's wild. It's I mean, it's really, really, really well done. But that almost makes it worse. <laughs> You're like, I'm very uneasy right now. <laughs> so I'm glad there's so, so much football on. I need to like make chocolate chip cookies and like snuggle with some kittens and like adopt a puppy. And, you know, like, I like, feel crazy now. So I'm fascinated with serial murders. In fact, m- one of my theses is the, is, is that even a, a word, a thesis I wrote in college was about serial murder. I, I just, I, really? I find it. I, yes, I find it just absolutely fascinating the way the, the whole mindset, I know it sounds morbid. So, um, I just find well, it interesting. This is why you'll like this. Cause it's like, psychological yes. like it goes through like all the different like his relationship with his parents and like his mom and then like all the like dissecting of animals of the child like the whole thing is crazy <laughs> um so, yeah i, I we're, yeah I'm so through that this morning <laughs> okay well, well let's let's get let's get your attention let's get your attention off of that and, and let's talk some football 
Okay. Um, but I'm I'm gonna watch it tonight. I'm gonna watch it tonight. You should. Um, going Text back and me. forth between like, that oh and, the, and the yeah. and the USC uh, Oregon State game, and I'll let you know what I think. But let's dive right Perfect. into. We've been spending a lot of time talking about the Jets as they get ready to take on the the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati just looks god awful. Offensive line is bad. Something's wrong with Joe Burrow. Um, and this is a Jets team coming in feeling really good about themselves considering they were able to squeak out a win against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, this is a Jets team at home getting six. Do you have a play here? I think that'll be a closer game than, than people think, but I, I definitely, like, I'm more into who will do what in this game. Like, I think a Garrett Wilson touchdown is going to be a fun one. He was able to create so much separation last game that I think that they'll find other ways to use him similar to that that are going to give you kind of the same results, right? Like, I, I, you know, I understand, like, it's, it's a bit of a different a bit of a different defense than they were. A, the defense is a strength of the Bengals team this season, which is a crazy thing to say. But after two games, they've been the better unit. But I still think the Garrett Wilson touchdown train continues again this week. Um, the Giants, 2-0. Daniel Jones, who right. knew? I did... I'll raise my hand right here. Thank you. Thank you very much. I know he's not on anybody, anybody's highlight reel, but he has single-handedly helped this team win both those games with his feet, no less. Um, they are home, favored by one. Of course, no Dak, Cooper Rush, back quarterbacking, Monday night football, bright lights, here in East Rutherford. Over-unders 39, pretty low. What's your play here? I think that the Giants win this game. I think that it's a higher scoring game than 39. That's a pretty low, that's a very low number. Um, I understand why that number we set as such, but I think that I like that there'll be more points and I like the Giants to win. Um, I, I'm with you. I, I do like this Giants team. I love Brian Dable. I love what they're doing here. I love the feel and the vibe of this team. Um, I told folks to draft Saquon Barkley in their fantasy leagues. Hopefully they did. If they didn't, uh, sorry, not sorry. Should have listened. Um, so that's the <laughs> Giants and the Jets. Uh, let's look big picture here, right? Probably the most exciting game is the 1 o'clock Bills and Dolphins game. Is it not, right? Tua, the Dolphins, totally. looking great in the fourth quarter against the Baltimore Ravens last week. The Bills just kicking butt, taking names, just like bulldozing through people. The Dolphins at home getting four and a half. The Bills on a short work week. And oh, by the way, temperatures are supposed to be 100 degrees at kickoff. I mean, and they're missing four defensive starters. Micah Hyde actually just went on IR for the rest of the season, which is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a, that's, a, that's a tough one. I still think the Bills win this game. I, I don't the number is, is deceiving to me because both of these teams have some high risk opportunities. So four is a number that doesn't really reflect that to me pretty well. Right. Like this isn't a team that these aren't teams that kick field goals. These aren't teams that, you know, it's like they're deep passing threats for sure. We saw Stefan Diggs do it thrice on Monday night. And then of course you saw what happened last week to an able to connect with Tyree kill, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, I, I definitely think that I think, that it's going to be an uh, it's the one I'm looking forward to the most, especially with all the people who are missing from that Packers Bucks game, which would be the only other one that I could say is a more premier matchup. But I think the bills managed to get a win, but I don't think it's a, I, I'd be that number scares me because both are such high, like quick flash offense team. So, so are you staying away from this? Are you not touching this game? 
I mean, if you wanted to put it, if you wanted to package it together with a couple of other games to add some risk, because that money line number, if it's only four and a half, would be something that when you put it together with a parlay, for example, like you could probably get in a better, a better, a better value. What about the Green Bay Packers going up against the Tampa Bay Bucks? Right, like Cole Beasley. They just picked him up off the street. God knows what he's been doing for the past two weeks. Uh, now is going to be active. I don't know how attractive he's going to be. Um, I think you know you've you've got a, a offensive line that is an infirmary. You've got a wide receiving core that's an infirmary for for Tom Brady. Meanwhile, for the Green Bay Packers, uh, Sammy Watkins just uh, was went on IR as well, so he's out. But he did get Lazard back last week. What, what do you make of this? You've got the Bucks at home favored by one. The over-under is at 42. I'm kind of leaning towards the under here just because offensively, so many injuries, and, and also defensively, the Tampa Bay Bucks defense has to be one of the most impressive so far this season. Yeah, and, and no, Todd Bowles' defenses are well-known always for not being able to – or for, for stopping the run, Do not, not being very generous to opposing running backs. So that's kind of an interesting plus-minus for – you know, for Green Bay, who uses their both of their running backs, both AJ Dillon and um, and Aaron Jones are like tied for like the state, the the most receptions on the or the most targets on the team <laughs> through the air. And like when your pass catchers, your lead pass catching targets are your running backs, like that's probably a scary thing too. So I mean, obviously it's only two games, but you know, I think the Packers actually squeak this one out just because of the Lazard factor. And I think their O-line is just a little bit healthier. They got Elgin Jenkins back last week. And we saw Bakhtiari at least maybe maybe going to play. So that's just a little bit of a plus. It's like they're a teeny bit of a more of an up arrow than the Bucks, who, you know, without Mike Evans, like that's a really, that's a really tough, tough situation. So, so you lean towards the Green Bay Packers here? My lean is Packers, yep. Your lean is Packers. Um, there's two games that I really like. Uh, my favorite play of the game is the 49ers of the week is the 49ers minus one and a half in Denver. I, you know, again, with all due respect to Trey Lance, uh, you know, sorry that he had the injury, but this team is so much better with Jimmy Garoppolo. You and I've been talking about that for months now. Uh, looks like they get George Kittle back. Their defense is giving up the least amount of yards per play in the NFL. And meanwhile, Nathaniel Hackett, I know, you know, I know, you know, a lot of coaches in around the NFL, is he in over his head here with this Denver Broncos team, Cynthia? I don't I, in over his head. No, I mean I think there's going to be everybody has. Remember, he has a pretty vocal quarterback. He's used to a vocal quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, but they're different. Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson are completely different types of humans and types of workers. So I, I don't think he's in over his head. Sure, he's made some calls that. I bet he'd want to have back if he had a chance to do them again. But, you know, you got to remember everything is, you know, it's all work in progress. And that's a lot of big changes, right? Like that's not the same team. You know, you, you bring in someone like Russell Wilson, you know, that's, that's, it's just, a, it's a lot, it's a lot of change at one time for all of the players. So I think they'll get it together, but now you're seeing Russ doing some like weird things, right? Like he's not running the ball anymore he's had three rushing attempts for two games like that's not a Russell Wilson like stat right so he's playing different they're having a ton of injuries I mean that last game it just every you know it felt like every snap it was like and this one's out and you know like now we're missing Jerry Judy then this like it's it's just a lot of mess so I'm with you on the 49ers side and I think 
You know, that's the play action passing and those intermediate passes where Jimmy Garoppolo really makes his money. And without Justin Simmons on that defense for the Broncos, it's going to be a better opportunity to complete those intermediate play action situations. And even though Pat Sertan was likely to play, he was banged up in the last game. So that makes a difference because he's one of the best corners in the league. Here's here's another one. Do you let me ask you this? Do you follow the the uh, the ref crew, the refereeing crew, the officiating crews? Do, do you do you do a deep dive into that in, in regard to who's doing what games? I I look at it. I don't do the deepest dive because I mean some things are not actually like I did a pretty significant study a couple of years ago to see like like some people like the ones you have to look for subjective calls not ones that are objective meaning if someone false starts on either side of the ball right like if if that's not that's not a real metric do you know what i mean like they they did that like it's there's no there's no subjectivity there there's no like let them play right like that's so you got you got to be careful when you look at some of these crews cuz sometimes i hear these numbers and i'm like yeah but that's not really that's not really capturing what's the truth um, well, Hocules is is the crew that's overseeing this game, and apparently he throws the most that that crew throws the most penalties for false starts. And now you've got this Denver Broncos uh, team, twenty five penalties for minus two hundred nine yards, and the majority of them have been false start penalties. So, just interesting to see there uh, how that's going to play out. But I, I do love the Forty ers That's my favorite play minus one and a half heading to Denver. What about the Atlanta Falcons? Listen. Bill Parcells always said, your record is who you are. But if you ask me, if you look across and you look at all the teams that are 0-2 and, and say, is this, you know, are these teams really 0-2? I know a lot of people are going to say the Cincinnati Bengals, they're not really 0-2. I'm more impressed with what I've seen from the Atlanta Falcons this season, even though they're 0-2, totally. than what I've seen from Cincinnati. I, I, you know, they've stayed on the West Coast to go take on Seattle. I yep. just think they have a, a lot of re- resiliency. I, I, think Arthur, I think they're playing hard for Arthur Smith. I like I like Atlanta. They're getting one at Seattle. Seattle hasn't scored a Great. touchdown in six six quarters. Great. I mean, I I think I think that's a really I think that's a smart play. I think that the Falcons. The interesting part about the Falcons is that you know their pre, their pass rush is a question, but they've got AJ Terrell who's in the back. You know, the, he's a corner and he's really underrated. I think nationally. So you know they have some of the things that like people forget like you know Dean P's defenses get better game over game they always start a little slow and then they get better as the season progresses and they don't have like the most premier team like that's not a you look down their names it's not like you're not sitting there being like well who's their you know who's their stud pass rusher it's like these defensive fronts we see like you talk about the bills they've got you know they maybe some are not playing this week but like typically they've got like eight guys deep and who's going to rush the passer and that's not that's not the case here for for them so it's interesting because when I look at this game and I, I think about you know what's the opportunity I, I really think this is one where Atlanta gets off the schneid and gets that win um last one for you before we start talking fantasy Cynthia Freeland joining us here from the NFL Network 98.7 ESPN um Jacksonville going up against the Chargers now I jumped on Jacksonville plus seven before the news broke that Justin Herbert did not practice yesterday <laughs> Soon as that news broke, this now jumped to three. So now you're getting Jacksonville on the road at plus three. They have the best uh, turnover ratio in the NFL, plus five. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is protecting the football. Love how they're using James Robinson. Um, love what, what Doug Peterson has done with this team in a very small sample size. But nonetheless, they're at one and one. You've got Chase Daniel, who, they'll, who, who will more than likely be the starting quarterback if Justin Herbert cannot go. 
What are you hearing about the Chargers? Are you playing this? Do you have confidence in no. Jacksonville? Okay. I'm not playing. Like, I, I've heard so many things that all feel like a lie. So, like, you know, the same <laughs> doctor that they all – it all feels like smoke, right? Like, it's the same doctor who treated Tyrod Taylor and he's, you know, suing is the doctor treating Herbert. So, perhaps part of the reason why I didn't practice on Friday is to do with, like, trying to make sure that there's no – problems and shoring up a situation that was absolutely like like what happened with Tyrod Taylor is like not defensible so like let's like not let that happen again like I've heard a lot of different conflicting things like the only thing in this game that I'm even considering looking at is Austin Eckler because I feel like the opportunity to run on the Jags is huge the generosity of pass catches to an offense like there's a few like it's and then that's like in fantasy only like I like that is that is a game that says stay away so far, like run away from that one. I love it. I love you. Um, all right, let's turn our attention to what's going on in fantasy before we let you go. As always, uh, we'd like to talk about some of the players that aren't on everybody's radar. Um, and we start with the quarterbacks. Who are some of the guys you're keeping an eye on? I mean, I, I feel like I'm, I'm okay saying this because, like, his past two performances haven't been that great. But if you're not on Matthew Stafford, you need to get on Matthew Stafford, like, big time this week. Because who blitzes the most in the league? Oh, the Arizona Cardinals. Who has the best passer rating against the Blitz over the past two seasons at 139.2? Matthew Stafford. It's just a situation where, you know, this is a – it's always an interesting game between these two teams. And I feel like this is, like, a big Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup game targeting a secondary that has some weaknesses. So, I love that play, and I love stacking him with Cooper Cup for fantasy just because – for daily fantasy because that's, like, a fun – you know, you get both the points there. Absolutely. I'm also looking at Derek Carr against Tennessee – I'm also looking at Kirk yep. Cousins against Detroit. I think a lot of points are going to be put up in that game. And as I said earlier, I like Agreed. Atlanta, so I like Marcus Mariota against Seattle. Those are those are three other quarterbacks that, that I'm eyeing to use in DFS this week. Love it. Oh, good. Oh, good. Uh, running backs. Who do you like? Well, I'm one that I'm going back to the Cordero Patterson situation. Top three in generosity to rushing yards to running backs, as well as pass catches to running backs and receiving yards to running backs are the Seattle Seahawks defenders. So I think Cordero Patterson has a great opportunity this week against that defense. I think he's also like criminally underrated. I also am looking at David Montgomery. I have lots of shares of him in DFS against Houston. Um, it's going to be that's that's a game where I don't know who's going to win that game, but I do think a decent number of points are going to be scored in the in the Chicago and Houston game. So I think a fun David Montgomery play there is is interesting as well. Obviously, Leonard Fournette that's a no brainer, right? Because of you know especially how I yes. anticipate him to be utilized in the passing game. Um, you know, here here's one for you in, in watching that Thursday night game, and this isn't about fantasy football and in, in what to play on Sunday, but more so, man, Najee has not looked good all season. Like, he's, he's averaging, like, just below three yards per carry. But Jalen Warren came in, and he's averaging seven yards per carry. He comes in, and it's, it's, it's night and day in regard to how he carries the ball. Liz Frank injury is nothing to take lightly. And so at just at what, and, and I know everybody's like, oh, Mitchell Trubisky sucks. They need to go to, to Pinkett. They need to go to the rookie quarterback. I don't think that's what this is about. You establish a solid rushing attack. You invent, you create 
uh, play action. It's going to open up things for Mitchell Trubisky, especially that offensive line that's subpar. I think, and with all due respect to Najee Harris and fantasy folks out there who have Najee on their roster don't want to hear this, but like I think, I think Pittsburgh's missing the ball here. I think there's something really wrong with Najee Harris. I think they need to go to Warren, and I think it'll open up more things in that offense. Agree or disagree? You know, I think that I I agree with you, but I but I also think that you know if if they can get you know if they can get some production and then put use Najee more situationally until the Liz Frank stuff is completely clear. So I actually think they should be kind of doing both, right? Like just mix in a few more a few more rushes so that you're getting different looks and you're not you know because like the some of the Najee plays like we can call it ahead of time and I'm not even like you know Tony Romo prophesizing right I'm just like me so you know it's 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 one of those things where sure like put in put put in as many different options as you can to get it going so you're never behind in in terms of down and distance wide receivers who are you looking at well, listen, anytime I can talk about my guy, I'm on Ross St. Brown because, you know, my, um, my Detroit Lions, listen, I, it's, it's horrible. I don't think they win this week, but I think you got to still ride with him. I think the hot hand there, Justin Jefferson actually has for me the highest odds of scoring at least one touchdown. So multiple touchdowns this weekend. So you can go back to the Justin Jefferson train there as well. And then, you know, when I'm looking at like more under undervalued guys or guys, I think Brandon Cooks is not getting enough love in terms of like his DFS price per his performance against a Bears secondary that could be pretty generous. I like it. I like it. As you could hear, I'm circling as you as you speak. Uh, and of course, Brashard Perryman <laughs> is a guy that I'm looking at as well because even though he is a little banged up himself, he is the healthiest wide receiver. <laughs> that Tom Brady has on that roster heading into their game against the Green Bay Packers. Last but not least, tight end. Austin Hooper. Book it. Really? Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans. I love this play. There's a a lot of question. This game is an interesting one. Titans, Raiders, somebody's got to win. So, well, I guess they could tie, but like, let's God, God, let's not have another tie. I hate the ties. Um, But Austin Hooper, in terms of targets, low-key has been targeted quite often they're going to need they need to get something going the titans i don't think brable takes this one you know they got the, they got their asses kicked on on monday so you know i don't think that that's not a mike a mike brable situation in fact you have to throw out a lot of the data that was derived from that game because the bills were even playing case keenum not to like you know that's nothing wrong with case keenum no shade to him just saying like he's the backup they didn't even need to it wasn't competitive for four quarters so this is a situation where we're going to start to see some offensive tricks and and get derrick henry going get him moving i think both of those things happen love it for touchdown and a big day for derrick henry love it love it cynthia freeland you rock as always thanks for spending saturdays with us appreciate it my friend of course i'll talk to you soon friend you got it cynthia freeland nfl network we come back we'll take your calls anita marks with you 98.7 espn